This is CarCast, where Scott drives in his car and talks to himself. Hello, hello. It is Monday morning, February 4th, and um, it's a beautiful day. It's nice. It was like 65 over the weekend. Had a good time. Birthday party outside, tossing frisbee and football and some softball. And watched the Super Bowl last night. Um, not very exciting at all. Actually, extremely boring. Um, just not extremely interested in it, but it was a good time with good people. Had some fun. Um, but yeah, last time I was on here, um, Episode 6, I believe, I was talking on the phone with Will about his career, kind of, kind of, uh, you know, viewing, taking a, taking a look into what he's done as a, you know, computer programmer, um, you know, developer, whatever you want to call it, software engineer, and um, what I've done and comparing and contrasting our careers and our paths. Um, and in that conversation, there was a, a very little bit of um, mention about kind of what my last seven years have been like, you know, how I've gone through so many jobs and so many houses and moved so many times, and it's hard to really get through in a short period of time, which I was trying trying to kind of summarize during that conversation, but I figured I'd probably um, spend this morning expanding that and... um, really trying to let people understand where our mindset was why we made the decisions we why we made the decisions we made and how we ended up where we're at so um yeah i think i will uh i'll start right around deployment so when i was deployed in uh um 2012 2013 i was um before I left, I was working at uh, a startup. I was making like twelve fifty an hour. I was happy when I got deployed. I was making way more than that, so I was even more happy. Um, and I was kind of afraid of going back home and making less again. Um, so I was uh, talking to uh, a leader in my... Uh, army unit overseas and he was also a software engineer developer and um but he had been doing it for longer than me and and had experience at various jobs and and um you know getting jobs and in the industry and he explained to me a lot about how the market works what types of jobs there are between contracting permanent uh full-time hire um, contract to hire how the whole system works and um, and what 
the average developer is worth, really. Um, so when I was making twelve fifty an hour, and I was happy because I was making more than I'd ever made, I was really selling myself short because it doesn't really matter what I interesting it's not that doesn't really matter how happy I am or how content I am with how much I'm making my employer could be ripping me off and getting me for a steal just because I'm naive um so when I was informed of what my skills were really worth and the fact that I was grossly underpaid for those skills um, I really just didn't want to go back to that same job doing that same stuff for that same pay um, all the while just festering you know with the fact that I was getting grossly underpaid. So, um, I worked with my that, that, that same military leader to update my resume while I was overseas. Um, I did some salary research to really understand where I specifically fell, um, given, you know, years and of experience and, um, diverse education and the specific skill set that I had with, you know, specific languages and stuff like that. So I was doing a lot of research about different jobs and different salary ranges and I just, I couldn't stomach the idea of going back to where I, I was. So I actually reached out to my employer from overseas and, uh, expressed my, you know, opinions about my salary and asked if we could discuss a change and um, potentially even just get to the point where I, I can't remember exactly how the conversation went. I know it was a back and forth over a couple of emails. Um, I presented all kinds of salary um, comparisons and you know estimates and information and and I, I believe I pretty much got to the point where I was like look if I don't get more I'm gonna go find more meaning if you don't pay me more I'll go get it somewhere else I'll go get I'll leave and I'll go get another job at this point we're in a startup the startup is only like four years old and I'm an integral part of it. You know, I, I really losing me would have been um, a blow to the company and the uh, chances of getting the software off the ground. So he did not want to leave, lose me, but he also didn't want to pay me even twenty dollars an hour. He came back and said, uh, "You know, tell me the exact number that you need to make a week," and I told him, and he paid it to me. Um, 
so it was kind of, kind of you know uh, negotiation I I definitely requested more than I thought he was going to pay I think I don't remember what I requested I think I requested something like $25 an hour like 50, 50 grand or something like that which is still probably grossly underpaid but um, you know, I probably should have been making 65 70 but um, I knew he didn't have it so um, anyway I yeah requested something like uh, 50 and he came back under 40 um, you know what he, he pretty much said look tell me what you absolutely need and I'll do whatever I can to get it and I said I need absolutely need 40 or whatever and he gave me just under 40 um, however that worked so at this time I come back from Afghanistan and I'm making whatever 17 something an hour and I'm alright we're alright I'm still living in Kentucky I moved to Kentucky for deployment so we're living in Kentucky um I'm working remotely from Kentucky um and uh, it's, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm working remotely, but I'm traveling to Cincinnati uh, for one week a month. So they let me work from Kentucky from home, but they wanted to see me for five days a month. So for any week, so what I usually did was the week before or the week after a drill that I had, that whatever, or, you know, each month, I would come up the week before or the week after and just spend that week in Cincinnati at the office. Ooh, I apologize. I've been very sleepy, apparently. Very yawning this morning. But anyway, so I'm working remote. I'm traveling a bunch out of town one week of, a month. Um, I have a wife at home and a uh, one-year-old kid and, and at this point I think Ashley's pretty much getting pregnant with Liam um, our second kid so we uh, we end up buying a house down there and um, I start working from, from that house and out of nowhere I don't know. I you know. I think I updated my LinkedIn profile overseas because the guy, you know, that that same guy was telling me that LinkedIn is useful. So I updated my LinkedIn, connected with as many people as possible, um, and out of nowhere, I get contacted about a job as a contractor for the Department of Defense at Fort Knox, and I'm. Extremely curious, because I have no idea what that even means. I have no idea what kind of work I'd be doing, or or what that environment would be like. I'm, I'm kind of just super confused. Um, but I explore it. I I have conversations um, with the recruiters. I end up having an interview and, and conversation with uh, you know, one of the guys on the on the team that I ended up working with. Um, and yeah, cause they offered me twice what I was making, you know, double what I was making at, at the startup. And, um, it's really hard to, you know, 
look at your wife and kid and say, hey, I was offered twice as much money, but I didn't take it. And I don't know why, because there's not really a good reason. So I took it and uh, started working at Fort Knox. Um, the only downfall to that was that it's a two-hour drive to work every day. So that was exhausting. Um, but even with the two-hour drive, I was making more um, at that salary than I was working from home uh, for half the money. So that was um, that was pretty cool. That was really where I set my bar for what I understood I was worth and, and really what I, you know, wouldn't settle for much less than that from then on. Um, so I work at Fort Knox for like nine months on contract. It was not contract to hire. It was not, it was a, you know, one or two year contract that, you know, could have been renewed the next year, but I never even got anywhere near any kind of conversations like that. Um, because out of nowhere, again, another recruiter contacted me and he offered the same salary, but for um, a very different position, uh, making websites for the marketing department of um, the community college system here in Kentucky, Kentucky Community and Technical College System. Um, so that was also pretty far away. That was, you know, right outside Lexington and Versailles. Um, but you know, the environment at Fort Knox was very stuffy, I think is a fair word to say. It was, um, you know, it was a, it was generally older guys, um, who'd been doing the job for their entire lives, their entire careers, you know, 25, 30 years each. Um, they knew exactly what they were doing. They were really good at their jobs. Um, I was, uh, you know, the youngest guy in there. Um, yeah, sometimes felt out of place, um, I don't know. It was just, it was a, it was a heads down code monkey kind of job. You know, you were given specifications from government employees who didn't always know exactly what they were doing. They weren't very good at writing requirements. Um, didn't have all the information ahead of time. So they would write down some things and, we would start executing and start building out those to those requirements and we'd always have questions about you know is this really what you you know what you want can we do it this way instead of that way um it was just very odd um i didn't enjoy it a whole lot Um, so when I was offered the other position, it was at a marketing department, um, at a college, younger people, um, faster pace doing, you know, specific projects for marketing campaigns, 
Um, I was pretty much the only... It was me and one other developer in the department, but the other developer was a lot more of a front-end um, content uh, administrator, more so than a you know, application developer. So when it came to building out any, any kind of custom applications or tools that they would need to do their jobs, um, I was you know, in the thick of it pretty much um, doing that. So that was a lot of fun, had a lot of freedom, a lot of, uh, um, I don't know, flexibility and, and, you know, autonomy, um, job autonomy, where I kind of built what I wanted the way I wanted, um, <clears throat> and that was really nice, but the issue is that, with that, ended up being that it was a contract to hire position, so I was on contract at, at first, I was hoping to get hired on full-time, so there would be some period of time um, where they would be yeah, figuring out a salary package to offer me and, and all that. And so what happened was I'm working for them and uh, it's getting about six months. It was supposed to be, a, uh, I think it was six month contract, contract to hire. I want to say something like that. And so it was getting close to the six-month mark, and um, <clears throat> I'm, you know, asking about going full-time, and um, they don't have a good answer for me, and so this is when, um, right when Matt Bevin got elected governor of Kentucky, and um, when he comes in, he just starts making sweeping changes to the budget and all that, and one of them, you know, some of them come, came in the form of um, drastic cuts to the uh, post-education or post-secondary education funding. So the you know, government money, state money that was going to go to fund public schools like KCTCS. And um, so although I'm generally a fiscal conservative and, and you know, don't think that states necessarily should be shelling out a whole bunch of money to fund colleges um it put me in a situation where you know the company or this college couldn't even come close to my you know a, to a salary that was going to keep me there um the director of the marketing department pulled me aside one day uh, into a into a meeting or a meeting room conference room and was just like so what you know we're looking at hoping to bring you on full time but things are rough what um, you know? What do you what are you hoping to make? And I gave her a number, and she almost laughed and said, "That's you know, we're thinking more like this." And it was like twenty twenty five grand under where I was, and it just wasn't gonna happen. It was just like, okay, well, no, I can't, I can't take that. So. Although I'm sure the state has great benefits, would have been a state government employee, would have been on the teacher's pension, all that kind of stuff, which is almost bankrupt anyway, uh, the pension fund in Kentucky. But um, I just I didn't care about any of that more than I cared about the dollars that I brought home at, on my paycheck, and um, they couldn't even get close. So. Um, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. I was looking around a little bit, 
Um, not really worried about it because I was still on contract until they pulled that out from under me. But um, so I'm I'm still still working for him when um, out of nowhere again uh, the owner. I think I'm literally driving home. I got I think I, I got a text message one day, like, "Hey, can we talk?" from the owner of that startup. And I was like, sure, anytime. So, um, you know, he, he asked me when I'm driving to and from work. And so he calls me one day on my way home from work. And he just starts talking about the situation of the company, where they're at, what they're doing, what they are dealing with, and um, how much he wanted me to be there and be a part of it and I was like well I don't think that's going to happen I, I'm not going to move to Cincinnati and um, and take a job with you um, unless a lot of things work out and um, so he starts bending over backwards really um, he offers a, uh, a you know he, we end up negotiating through all this through the, the relocation package, the salary, um, all these different things, and, and he ends up with a decent salary, less than I was making, but, you know, um, a solid salary, um, and he said that, uh, you know, I, I really said I, I needed more, and I didn't want to move my family 200 miles to take less money, and he understood that dilemma you know, I was like I'm already making this here why would I leave to take less um, and uh, so he said look if you can take less now I'll get you back the rest of that later like in the next year or whatever I'll make sure that you get up to that same salary that you're walking away from now so that sounded really good and I was like and I trusted him he was a great trustworthy guy and I, I really liked him um, and I wanted to, to do right by him and, and make, you know, make it work out for him. Um, so I, uh, he, we ended up negotiating that, that salary with the, you know, understanding that it would end up higher in the near future, as well as a relocation package, um, uh, they, they gave me half up front, half after I moved, cash. I could use it for whatever I wanted to. Uh, so I used it for like a U-Haul and, and you know, um, saved up for my housing up there and all kinds of stuff. But the um, what happened was we um, ended up selling our house in Kentucky moved to Ohio, moved in with my parents, because uh, we didn't have a house to move into, um, or an apartment or anything, um, I went up there, my wife, and two kids, living in my, no, that can't be right, Gray would have had to have been born already, my wife and three kids, a five-person family 
moved in with my mom and dad. Gray would have been a newborn baby, pretty much. Um, he was born in January, and we moved in, like, July. So he was five, six months old. And, um, but anyway, we moved up to Cincinnati in, um, 20, I don't even know, 16, July 2016, maybe? Yeah, that sounds about right. July 2016. And, uh, he, um, helped us get there. He, the owner of the company, helped us, helped us get there. We end up, um, I work, you know, start going to work with them, um, going on business trips, you know, selling the software, really, you know, cleaning up some stuff in the office, um, you know, making some changes to the processes that we were following because I was learning, you know, I learned a lot at those other jobs that I worked at um, that really, you know, had skills that walkabout needed. Um, but, uh, I went and uh, worked at Walkabout while I built my house in Cincinnati. So we lived with my mom and dad, and we ended up building a house in the same neighborhood as them, uh, like two blocks away. Uh, that was pretty nice. There's a great house, great neighborhood. Kids love being really close to their grandma and grandpa, went over there all the time. It was a good time. Um, but after, you know, a year, it was about, yeah, yep, August, September, I think it was September, October, actually, of the following year, so I'd worked at Walkabout for a year and just a couple months, um, so actually before that, November of that same year that I moved, 2016, I'm, uh, uh, about to finish our house, we ended up moving into our house in December um, of 2016, but in um, November of 2016, uh, the owner of that startup passes away unexpectedly uh, while he's away on vacation, um, and I come into work one morning, everybody's crying, I'm like, what's going on? They tell me he's passed away. The entire company pretty much shuts down for a day or two because nobody can believe that the owner of the company is dead now. And um, it was it was that day really that things changed really drastically. Um, the company, the you know, the startup software company, changed drastically overnight. We didn't have. You know the vision, the the head that we had before. Um, because we didn't have that, decisions were made that I didn't agree with, and and so, you know things were. It was hard to hard to kind of manage the processes and and priorities. And um, between November of 2016 and. I don't know, summer 2017, so for about six, seven, eight months, um, things went downhill pretty quickly, uh, as far as me, my morale at the company, I moved there for the owner, he gave me my relocation bonus, I found out 
not bonus, relocation uh, money. I found out um, later that, uh, you know, when I was trying to file file taxes that next year, um, 2017, April, you know, beginning of the year 2017, 20, 2016 taxes, um, I was looking into the relocation money, you know, how it was going to affect my taxes, and um, I was told that it was a, a personal gift out of the personal uh, bank account of that owner. Um, he didn't, you know, file it as a business expense. He didn't file it. He he spent his money to get me to move because he believed that it was that valuable to his company. Um, and that meant an insane amount to me. It, it really, uh, you know, changed things in my mind as far as... Um, why I was in Cincinnati. I, I was in Cincinnati for him because of him. And without him there, um, it felt like, uh, you know, my impact on the business and, and, and my influence was drastically diminished and, um, decisions were made that I didn't agree with. And I didn't like the direction we were going. I didn't, I just, I fell off the you know, the bandwagon for the company. I, I really just didn't see it working out. So, come mid 2017, I'm I actually start looking for other jobs um, in the Cincinnati area, trying to see what's out there, trying to see what I can do, and um, I don't even know September or something. Um, I go into the office one morning and I'm pulled aside and I'm the first one there nobody else is there um, but I, I walk in and I'm immediately you know pulled into an office and I'm told to um, pack my stuff and and uh, go home because I I was no longer working at the company anymore um and that was probably the lowest point of my civilian career that was probably the most painful most frustrating most personally offensive thing that I've ever had happen to me um, getting fired is is one thing I don't think I've ever actually gotten fired from a company prior um, yeah no I've never been fired but um, when it's a company that you were a part of from the very very beginning when it's a company that uh, you've made huge family life decisions for and um, around right when you move your family 200 miles for this company and within a year it 
takes a U-turn and, and starts, you know, spiraling out of control and ultimately it ends in, in you being dismissed from the team, it hurts. It hurts really bad and it really, really, really hurts to call your wife really early in the morning before she's even at work and tell her, hey, I'm coming back home because I don't have a job anymore. Um, yeah, that really sucked. And what's crazy now is that it's probably the best thing that could have happened. Um, but at the moment when it happened, it felt like I had literally been beat up to the brink of death in the back alley. Um, so what ends up happening is I, I obviously start looking for jobs. Um, I pretty much take whatever I can get. I actually end up landing a really, really good job. One that I really, really liked. Um, as a product owner, technical product owner, um, it wasn't even writing much code. I was really directing and, and, uh, communicating and, um, impacting the process, which I enjoy thoroughly and, and really want to get back into as far as, um, my future endeavors. I, I really want to be in a position to, um, help a development team in their development of software as opposed to uh, be a member of a development team writing that software uh, eventually but so what happened was I, I took that job and in like October of 2017 and uh, while I was unemployed I was throwing my resume as far and wide as I could um, even all the way down to Fruit of the Loom and in, in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And um, they didn't respond until after I already had my my other job. So I took a job in Dayton. I was working there as a product owner for whatever, October, November, maybe a couple months. And um, Fruit of Loom reached back out and said, hey, you applied a while ago. Are you still interested in something? I said, I'm sure I'm always curious as to what's out there. Let me know. Um, and that started a conversation with them that ended with an offer of a very, very good salary, very good benefits, and a relocation package that um, would make moving back to Kentucky um probably uh, financially equitable um, you know profitable I, I made money moving to Kentucky as opposed to um, spending you know money so we end up pulling the trigger on that we um, sold our house very very quickly uh, the house that we built in Cincinnati we we 
finished in December of 2016, sold in January of 2018. So it was, it, we only had it for 13 months, 14 months. Um, and, uh, made, you know, 10 grand off of that just because it appreciated and all the property in that subdivision in that area had appreciated uh, substantially in that year. Uh, it was a good, good market for sellers and, um, and we, we made money off of our house that we had only lived in for a year. Um, and then we moved down, lived in an apartment for a couple months while we built another house. And um, now we've lived in that this newest house for seven months or so. It's um, the biggest house we've ever had. It's it's super nice. Got space for everybody. We have space for guests. You know, our family wants to come down and go to Lake Cumberland or come down for a weekend to, uh, you know, celebrate a birthday or something. We have uh, more than enough room for everybody, for multiple families to come and stay with us at the same time. Um, and uh, my job at Fruit of Loom is going great. I love it. Um, making more than I ever made now. Um, doing really cool stuff on lots of different you know very popular brands websites so yeah so that's how we ended up where we're at from deployment it was quite the process of um, you know working remotely for a while negotiating for a higher salary while doing that um, take an opportunity at Fort Knox take another opportunity at a college watch that kind of fall through the cracks because of you know state government politics and um, you know working for the government you're always at the at the whim of politics um, it's not a business you're not at the whim of the market um, or business decisions you're at the at the mercy of uh, politicians and and them trying to win votes mostly so yeah that was difficult, but, um, you know, being begged to move to Cincinnati because I was viewed as a valuable asset to that startup, um, sounded good, felt good, was good for a short time, but, uh, the passing away of that CEO, that owner was devastating to the company and to me and um, really sent me on a course away from the company um, they ended up pulling the trigger first on my departure you know had I found another job I would have left anyway um, but they pulled the trigger first and um, forced me to really kind of opened the floodgates on on offers and and uh, looking for new a new position um i took a position in dayton worked there for a few months before i was offered a position in kentucky and the con position in kentucky you know, uh, came along with incredible benefits uh, for relocation that 
I couldn't justify passing it at the time. So um, I took it, relocated, built a new house, and that's where we live now. And that's the job I have now. So I hope it's not too confusing. I know it was uh, kind of a lot of information, but it's been, what, seven years? And a lot's happened in seven years. So, at this point, I look forward to staying at this house indefinitely. No interest in leaving, probably ever, unless something crazy happens. Um, I, I really just want to climb the career ladder at this point uh, on my civilian side and my military side, become a squad leader at E6. You know, take on more responsibility there as well as uh, become a, a manager of a dev team leader, something like that on the civilian side um, and really see my um, my careers and my responsibilities at work and in the military um, really increase um, out of the kind of execution layer, the, the grunt work layer of you know, doing the hard work on the team and, and more of you know directing the people to do it, um, organizing it, making sure that the work that's being done is the right work, making sure that it's done the right way, making sure that the people understand the standards and um, they're, you know, they're clear to them and they are um, documented and checked on. You know, adhere to so that's what I look forward to that's my summary of my last uh, seven years or so uh, let me know if you have any questions reach out I enjoyed feedback I've gotten a couple uh, some feedback from a couple people I've really enjoyed and I, uh, I hope you all enjoyed the this episode um, and have a good day